Welcome to Chosen, the Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel Watch Through podcast. I am the watcher of the show, filled with infinite wisdom and knowledge to guide my Slayer through her first ever viewing of Buffy and Angel. My name is Mel B, and this week I am joined by my excited Slayer, Marissa. Hi, Marissa. Heck yeah. It's very exciting to be here, Mel. <laughs> I knew you'd like the ending of this episode. Uh, I was, ah. Uh, I had so many feels. Yep, I, um, because I rewatched season six ahead, like in parts, mm-hmm. and I watched this probably about a month ago, and I was like, yes. <laughs> it's very exciting. Yep, especially because we've been talking about Giles and how much we missed him and everything, and I had you convinced, like, we'd never see him again. Yes, because you said that you forgot that he existed. I legitimately did. <laughs> I re-listened to the episode not too long ago, because sometimes when I run out of podcasts, I'll just go back and listen to random ones that we've done, and I did go back and listen to the one where you were like, I was watching this thing, and it, it uh, mentioned Anthony Stewart Head, and I was like, oh yeah, he exists. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, that means he never comes back. No, no. It you just, played it, it just well. Meant, I yeah, tip my hat I to le- you. <laughs> but I legit forgot about him. Like, that's not a lie. Super rude, by the way. Yeah, I'm I'm a terrible, terrible person. We know this. Yeah, this has been established. But anyway, there is a lot of episode to get through before we get to that part. Are you sure? Do you just want to talk about that for no, like the next okay. 40 minutes? No, we can, like, go, we can we, go back I'm and sure talk we can about break the rest it of it down. Too. We can break it down to frame by frame. There's like, what, three frames of him at the very end? Well, you'd start with Willow getting blasted. Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, Just quickly, there's these podcast series, and they I call it the minute series. They oh, go yeah. through various things, like Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, and watch it minute by minute. Yeah, which is weird concept, but okay. It's kind of funny, but at the same time, I can only listen to a, a few episodes every so often. Because, like, how did you speak between two minutes about a single minute? <laughs> I, I don't know how that's a thing. It's got to be mm. fake. Fake news, right? Uh, they're real podcasts. They've gone huge tangents, though. Well, we do that sometimes, so I can't fault them that much. Yes, but we, we also only take 40 minutes to talk about, like, a 45-minute episode, so... We, we do pretty well on timing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, pretty true. Anyways, we pick up exactly where we left off in this episode. Um, we had an entire recap of this season. Yeah. And that you'll notice in my notes, Mel... My yes. first note is, oh yeah, Giles was a thing. <laughs> I know, that made me laugh so hard. And it didn't even phase me. I wasn't like, oh, because when they had the whole uh, as you were, when they did the recap and Riley was in the recap, I was like, oh, that, you know, is like that my prediction is going to come true because Riley's in the recap. Didn't even phase me that Giles was in the recap. It totally went <laughs> well, over my head. Well, he did... Yeah, but at the same time, it was all the important moments of the year, which, you, I know. you know, Giles leaving was important. But yeah, I just love it. I was like, oh, Giles is a thing. La, la, la. <laughs> oh, totally over my head. But that's fine. Yeah, we didn't recap the entire season, so goody. 
Um, so we're, we're running through the woods trying to figure out how we're going to catch up to Willow because we're pretty sure she's going after Jonathan and that other guy, Andrew. Um, and Xander was either not good with cardio or was super sickened by what Willow did. Uh, I think it's the sickened by what Willow did because that's what he talks about when they stop eh. running. Eh. Toss up. It could be either. <laughs> anyway, so... We get a little uh, Anya talking about that flying is flashy, but not as efficient as teleporting to where you need to be. And she goes. And then she she goes. He's like, oh, yeah, vengeance demon. Got it. Mm. Um, but Willow totally ruined Xander's car. Yeah, because so Buffy good. and Xander need the car because they're not vengeance demons or witches. Right. Um. But when they get to it, it trashed. Yeah. Um, so Buffy's like, well, I can run real, real fast. So I'm going to go ahead and do that. Xander, you figure out whatever you think you can do here. <laughs> Helpful. And he's just like, yep. yeah, she's, she's, you know, she's just my best friend, too. So, like, I guess I'll be there when I'm there. Yep. Um, A slow road for Xander. Yeah. So we get... Um, Andrew and Jonathan hanging out in a cell, having a grand old time. Andrew is pretty sure Warren's still on the way to get them, except I totally forgot that Warren was dead for half a second. <laughs> yeah, I saw that in your notes. You forgot. Oh, did you hear that? Yeah, some static. Okay, don't know what don't know what caused that. Yeah. Anyways, um, yes, I feel so bad for Andrew. Yeah, the love of his life is dead. Oops. Yeah. And then they're talking about comic book nonsense that he thinks, like, there's, like, a chip implanted in him that, like, Warren can find out where he is or something. Mm. It was a whole bunch of stuff that went over my head. Um, but then Anya straight shows up in the piece to be like, you guys have to get out of here because if not, you're going to die. Because the most powerful Wicca in the Western Hemisphere is after you because your boy Warren, who she killed already, uh, killed her girlfriend. Yeah, I love how she starts screaming for a guard. And yeah. it's like, Anya. Hello. I'm going to let them out. Over here. These guys need to leave, please. The guard, poor guard. Like, how did you get in there? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then she was talking about, you know, how they're next or whatever. And Andrew just goes, just goes, Oh my God, Warren. And Jonathan goes, mm -hmm. Oh my God, me. Uh, yep. He's way too concerned with himself rather than anybody else, which is good. Cause you need to, you know, self, I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm going for there. Yeah. You, anyway. gotta, you gotta look after yourself. Self-preservation is the word that I was looking for there. Mm. Um, I was like, not sure the guard's gonna listen to you, Anya, but I guess, guess we'll see. Comes over, he's yeah. like, what? How, how did you get in there? And then she, you know, teleports out and is still talking to him. It's like, I'm not sure that's going to help. Mm. Um, we get Willow arriving in a big swirl of, you know, cloud in front of yep. the jail. And she t she uh, commands a one of the officers to take a nap, and so he falls on the ground. Mm. And 
Anya is still trying to appeal to the guard on the inside saying, are you even listening? This is the one place that they won't be safe. Because yep. he said that you'll totally be safe staying in there. Yeah, because, yeah, the br- the walls start to shake and bricks start to just, like, be pulled out of the wall. Yeah, because Willow's there and she she mad. Mm. Um, The thing I always get confused about in this scene, the officers just immediately run at her, like, knowing she's doing the magic. Yeah. How? Like, she's just some chick on the street watching your building shake. How do you jump to this conclusion? Because she's got, she's got black hair and she's standing there staring <laughs> at the place where all of the bricks are um, coming out of the... Building. I would be staring too. <laughs> There's nobody else out there. She's the only suspect. <laughs> yeah, I, I did think that them... Uh, all just pointing their weapons at her and not really saying a whole lot. I mean, I know they were yelling, but it didn't really look like, I mean, didn't really sound like they were saying anything in particular was concerning. Mm. Mm. But whatever. Um, at the same time, Buffy is rushing in there to save the losers because she's got morals. Yay. And... We do find out that teleporting is not like the apparition that we know from Harry Potter. You can't take somebody with you. Well, not if you're a vengeance demon. Can you do it otherwise? Yeah, Willow does it later. That's how they get from rat's place to the magic box. Oh. Well, teleportation of some descript. Okay. Some form of magic. It was weird. Yeah, but Anya can't teleport other people. Well... Anya just doesn't have enough power, it seems. Mm. Anyway, so um, Willow gets up into the cell and the bars are bent because Buffy has straight gotten the losers out of there. And then she turns 100% into a Nazgul. So that's good. Yeah. Yep. That scream. Yeah. That scream. And it kept going on and on Mm. and on. Um, Well, here you go. Um, in the notes I have from uh, the website, Anya tries to talk to Willow, but Willow knocks her out with a bolt of energy and lets out a powerful and seemingly endless primeval scream. Correct. <laughs> That's true. Anyway, um, so uh, Xander straight up steals a police car to get yep. them out of there. So good on him. Not sure how he managed to do that, but okay. Mm. Um, did he hotwire it? Did they just leave the keys in there? I have, I have questions about this. <laughs> and apparently run and hide is Buffy's brilliant plan to keep them safe. Yeah. And Jonathan and Andrew are not about it. They, uh, like, want them to stop her somehow. Yeah, but they don't really have much choice, do mm. they? Yeah. So, um, in this scene with the truck, Ryan and I are watching this together. And um, they're going, they're in a police cruiser. They could outrun a truck. Like, trucks could only go so fast. Well, also like, Xander is driving, and Xander strikes me as the kind of guy that drives like a grandpa. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he actually has to have Buffy tell him to drive faster at one point. Um, they talk about how there's a lot of unknown going on here, because I don't think they say, we don't know if Willow knows how powerful she is. We don't know how powerful she is. We don't know why she's not just here right now to kill you guys. We don't know well, a no, lot. No, 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 no. The whole thing is, 
Um, there's a line somewhere where it's like, Willow doesn't want you to die. She wants to kill you. Right. Hmm. But they so didn't know I mean. why she didn't just show up at that point, like, in the car with yeah. them. I don't know if she can teleport into a car. Uh, well, that would be kind of moving objects She does a lot of things. Stuff. I just think, yeah, moving objects sounds hard. Yeah, probably. But, um, no, she's got a truck. Y- that poor yeah. driver. Yeah. Um, she's just standing on top of the, the truck, just driving it down the highway behind this cruiser and suddenly we're in the movie jeepers creepers everybody (laughs) i don't know if that resonates with anybody but me but if it doesn't oh well this is my podcast everyone um (laughs) but she keeps like running into the back of the cruiser and they keep trying to get away and then she's running out of magic so she like Mm. like stumbles on the top of this truck and then the driver is able to stop it yeah. And, um... Because, yeah, Jonathan's had, um, done warlock powers and stuff, so he recognizes when she's draining and tells them, like, just keep driving, she'll drain. Yeah. Well, later on, it doesn't work out so well for everyone, but okay. <laughs> um, we do get a quick check-in with Clem and Don, and Clem's a treasure. Uh, yes, he is. We're raiding chips. I think they were talking about Doritos nacho flavor at the at that point. Yeah, and he 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 like gives such an in depth um, review and is like, I give it a five. I appreciate him. We need these in these dark times. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Go ahead. The whole comment by Dawn about how this is one of the better taste tests she's done all through this season. She's talked about like. And I think it was in last season, too. She talks about food experiments, and they never work out well. Oh, like her peanut butter and banana quesadilla. Yeah. Which I think peanut butter and banana go well. So I think if you use a sweet, bready substance. I think that it would be better than she makes it out to be. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. So he's just like, I feel bad, like a girl your age cooped up in a crypt. Like, that's not cool. And she's just like, do you find me? She says something and he's like, but I have to keep you safe because that's what the Slayer wants. Your sister's a Slayer. I'm a demon. There's a real good incentive to get along with her. Yeah. Yeah, there is. And she's just like, but I need a demon because I want to go out and create some trouble. Well, she doesn't say that, but that's basically what she means. Um, she does not want to just sit there doing nothing yeah and something is said about Spike and so you know when we talk about Spike we have to flash to him without a shirt on Woo! Dems the rules <laughs> it's the way it goes but he's just like he's talking to the, the demon with the wings and he's just like yeah I understand what this is like you didn't give me a pencil so I assume I'm not writing anything down I'm probably yeah, gonna have I'm to assuming, fight to death I'm assuming we'll skip the written yes and so a bigger guy with bigger muscles, also shirtless, comes out, and dude has flaming fists. Mm, okay. Spike was not expecting that. <laughs> He's like, ah, uh, let's do this thing, except flaming fists puts uh, something weird onto it. It's all, it's all mm. very, very weird in there. Mm. Um, 
But we go back to Sunnydale, and Dawn is using Clem to find Steven Tyler's den, and it makes me very uncomfortable. <laughs> because apparently Steven Tyler likes little girls. Yeah. Steven Tyler as in the uh, the dealer of dark magics, not Steven Tyler as in the singer for that one group. Uh, I'm glad that you cleared that up. Like, just in case our listeners forgot that you just rename characters to your Will and Whimsy. <laughs> and it's always, like some guy from some band that's not really that popular anymore. Yep. Anyway. <sighs> um, but um, he's just like, I don't really want to do this because dude doesn't really like me because I have floppy ears. It's kind of a thing with him. Okay. Yeah. He's just trying to convince her not to do this. Yeah, but does Don listen? No, because she doesn't do that thing. Uh, we go to the magic box, and that is where we are reconvening with each other to figure out how to save these two losers from being killed by Willow. Yep. And we're going to figure this out by studying, except Willow has taken everything that's black magic from all of the books. Yep. Yeah, and most of the stuff that is left is untranslated. Yeah, it's like ancient Sumerian, except it's probably ancient Babylonian or whatever. It's and fake. Jonathan tries to help. I don't understand why they were so mean to him about it. Like, I understand he, he, that he was part of the problem, yes, but yeah. he's trying to help. He hasn't been as bad as the other ones have. Mm. Yeah, and they, like, went to high school with him and everything. Like, well, I guess that's part of it. Like, there was that whole episode where Jonathan became, like, the most important person in the world and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. He's, he's I just didn't sad. like them being mean to him when he was trying to help. Mm. And Buffy even says uh, to him, I'm not protecting you, Jonathan. None of us are. We're doing this for Willow. And I was like, because yeah. we always do stuff for people like this, like Willow and Fred. We do stuff we don't want to do for those people. Yep. They're protecting Willow. Mm-hmm. Not From him. herself. Because yeah. apparently killing Warren wasn't crossing a line, but killing Jonathan well, and or Andrew would be. I think, like, I don't agree, but I think the theory goes with that, that, you know, uh, Jonathan, not Jonathan, sorry, Warren was, you know, actually evil. Like, he did horrible, evil things. And that's what I think they're going for. While Andrew and War and Jonathan haven't so much. And probably also, like, a vengeance part of it. Like, he killed Tara. He can die, hmm. too. I don't know. Yeah. Seems weird. Yeah. Anyway. Um, it was... Okay, so we then get Willow visiting Steven Tyler's lair. Because, cool, made me super uncomfortable. Um, so Willow's back, and Steven Tyler's all, like, creepy on her. It says she still tastes like strawberries. And, oh, look at her. She's all grown up now. And she's all ripe and stuff. <laughs> and he, like, gets in her face like he's about to kiss her. And he asks what she's there for. And she goes, I just want to take a tour. And then straight puts her hands into his chest and sucks out all of his dark magic evilness. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Ugh. The whole thing. I was very uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and then we get Clem being a germaphobe. He doesn't like being in this place because it's super dirty. And Don's like, thanks for bringing me here. 
I'll go talk to Steven Tyler by myself since you're super duper uncomfortable being here in the first place. And he's like, cool, sounds good. I'll wait out here for you. Please make it quick. <laughs> and so Dawn goes into the back room and she's like, hello, is anybody here? She's got to stop finding dead bodies. Hey, she keeps finding dead people. This one is hanging mm. from the ceiling. Mm. So good times. And um, Willow is there. And she's like, hey, Donnie, how's it going? And she goes, you look terrible. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Don. Thanks for that. And she says something about, are you on the magics again? She goes, no, honey, I am the magics. And I'm like, oh, stop it. <laughs> and she doesn't let Don leave. And she goes, Willow, you're freaking me out. And she goes, I miss Tara, too. And I wasn't sure if Tara was the best or the worst thing to say in this situation. Turns out to be mm. both. Yeah. Because she's like, I don't understand why you cry so much. Cause you're just you, a ball of energy. Yeah, you didn't always... <laughs> You weren't always human. You used to be some mythic ball, a mystic ball of energy. Maybe that's why you're crying all the time. Because you don't belong here. Mm. And says that she'll turn her back into a ball of energy so she can just go away. So rude. Super rude. And then, who should show up at that time but Buffy? Because she about to be in this. Mm. And she's like, you don't get to talk to my sister that way. This is not okay. We about to fight. Yep. Um, um, meanwhile, Anya is uh, bemoaning having to translate Agent Samarian because she's in retail. She can't. She's not signed up for this. Yep. And Jonathan's still trying to help them. And Andrew's getting so mad about it. He's like, why are you trying to help them? Because they're saving our lives, dummy. Mm. And then Andrew's yep. like, you know, we're in a shop full of magic stuff. So, you know, we could, like, get some stuff and leave... And then we could be the duo. Like, you can still be in charge because I can't think for myself or make any decisions, so I need others to make decisions for me. I like taking orders. Just tell me what to do. Yep. And Jonathan's like, you want an order? And, like, slams him against a bookcase. He goes, grow up. I was like, okay. Go off, Jonathan. I appreciate you. Um, we get that Andrew's totally a virgin. Um... We get Xander uh, and Anya basically talking about their relationship again. Yep. Yep. And uh, Xander's carrying a lot of guilt. He's like, I saw the gun before anyone was shot and I just froze. I could have saved Buffy and Tara. Yeah. He goes, you think I'm the hero of this piece? I saw the gun and I froze. Because um, mm. they were talking about how Xander had a lot of guilt or something. And she's like, I wasn't talking about that. I was talking about us and that you should feel bad for everything you did. <laughs> she's still better. I get it. And apparently sleeping with Spike wasn't vengeance. It was solace. I kind of get that. So take that for what it's worth, I guess. She also said, I don't I care if you live or die, Xander. I'm just not sure which I want. OK. Yeah. Um. So we get Buffy talking Willow down off a ledge because that's where Willow is right now. And she goes, you have to remember that you're still Willow. 
And Willow makes this whole speech about how she's not Willow anymore. She's a junkie. And the only thing she ever had going for her was when Tara would look at her like she was wonderful. And now Mm -hmm. that's gone. So what does she have to live for, really? That's so sad. It is sad. Um, and Willow was also 100% over Buffy's crap here because she was like, you're trying to convince me that the Earth is such a great place when you wanted to be gone because you were super happier being in the ground. Yeah, she really calls Buffy out. Yeah. And like, I I don't want to say she was totally wrong in some of the stuff she said, but yeah. um, yeah. And Having said that, you know, coming back to life is still, like, I think one of the most traumatizing things. Yeah, probably. Pretty close. Um, and suddenly we're in the magic box, so let's attack the losers, shall we? And, like, Dawn passes out, and I didn't really understand why. Just, like, adrenaline is running low now? I, I don't know. I yeah. didn't understand why she passed out. Um, but we do find out that Anya has figured out the protection spells. Well, well, I was just going to say, Willow said that it's, like, weird for other people when they teleport and stuff, and it can drain you. Oh, 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 oh. So it's like when, um, in the Harry Potter movie, when Dumbledore says, I expected you to throw up this time. Yeah. like that. Got it. Yeah. Makes sense. Anyway, so she attacks the losers, but Anya has figured out the protective spell, and she's hiding to keep it going. So that's good. Mm. We get a quick flash of Spike. Uh, He's all burned and burned and stuff. Fire Fist had the upper hand, but he eventually got him onto his front, and then he uh, broke his neck. So he won. But apparently there's more than one stage of this whole thing. Hmm. Who know? Who knew trying to fight for a right to a soul would be so difficult? Because that's the hill I'm dying on. <laughs> so we'll, I guess we'll see more of these intercuts of Spike winning or almost losing this whole thing. That'll be fun. Yeah, well, we've, we've only got one episode to go this season, so do you think his storyline will conclude? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he'll, he'll pass the last test, and then we won't get to see what the payoff is until next season. Okay, so when he passes, we won't know what he gets. Right. Except that I'm pretty sure I've already called it, so everybody so can it's... be so excited when I when it pays off, and then I'm right, and then I'll just be the best person ever. That's all. So, to be clear, he is not getting the chip removed. No. He is getting a soul. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You heard it here, folks. You did. From from my mouth to Joss Whedon's past ears. <laughs> Mar- the, the truth is, this entire show has changed since Marissa's been watching it. Like, she makes these <laughs> predictions and, and then it happens and I'm like, that's not what the show used to be. It's Mandela Effect. <laughs> um anyway so we go back to the magic box and uh the guy the losers get out of there uh because buffy's like i don't want to hurt you but i will to willow yep which um in in the continuity they point out this is the same 
almost exactly the same line that Spike uses all the way back in season two when he has to fight Drusilla. And he's like, I don't want to hurt you, baby. And she fights him and he, like, knocks her out and goes, that doesn't mean I won't. <laughs> I see. See, these two are so similar. Hmm. Anyway, so uh, Buffy is able to, like, knock her down. So the losers are able to get out of there with Dawn and Xander. Anya stays back because she's got to do this spelly spell thing. Yep, and she's playing hero. Yeah. So, yeah, I did. I said I didn't want to hurt you. I didn't say I wouldn't. And so we have Willow v. Buffy in the fight of the century. At one point... Let's get ready to rumble! <laughs> yes, at one point, uh, Anya gets incapacitated because Willow finds out that she was there doing the spells. Yeah, so she knocks... Well, she sees... They go through and she sees Anya... Knocks Buffy out of the way, then goes, you can't do spells if you're sleeping. Yep, knocks her out. Yeah, tosses her aside into a shelf. Yeah, super um, strong Willow's kind of fun, though. Yeah, like, w- yeah. Willow also calls uh, Buffy super bitch. Yep. So that was out. something. How, how, after everything else, how is their friendship going to recover from that? That is the worst thing that she could have done. Mm, mm. Mm, very rude. <laughs> anyway, so we have Jonathan, Andrew, Xander, and Don running, running, running. Jonathan is not good at cardio. So he's like, yeah. I gotta slow down. And Xander's like, if you slow down, you're gonna die. Mm. Pretty true. But then Andrew threatens Xander with a sword to the throat. Yeah, and then, rude. Yes, and then Jonathan threatens Andrew with another sword. <laughs> Yep, he's like, we're not running away. When this is over, we're going back to jail and doing our time. Good for him. Finally doing the right thing. Well, he has mm. been, actually, for the past few episodes. And if you look, that's like totally his character. If you look back at all the other episodes he featured in where he, yeah. he wants to be a good guy. He does. It's just, it's real hard. Poor when guy. When you're that short. When you're, when you're hey. male and that short. Okay. When you're male and that short. <laughs> male. <laughs> anyway, so Andrew eventually does. Male. Andrew does put down the sword, <laughs> and so they're it's all gonna be good. Um, he does get knocked out, and finally, Willow says she understands what being the Slayer is all about. The Slayer isn't about the violence; it's about the power. Yep. And Willow is a thousand percent sure that there's nobody powerful enough to stop her at this point. Yep. And then the door blasts in because Giles this- decides to show up. Just quickly. So it's actually quite, um, it's a few seconds. So there's a blast, the door bursts open, you don't see anyone, and the light hits Willow, then it turns back to the door and Giles steps in. Did In that few seconds, did you think of someone you thought was about to burst through that door? No. no Nobody. Okay. No. It was only a few seconds, and I was still typing yeah. at, at that point. But uh, Giles is back, everyone. That's very exciting. Yep, and he would like to test her theory. Da-da-da! Oh my goodness. 
They so, kept um, him out of the credits because they didn't want anyone to spoil it, anyone like to know what was about to happen at the end. Yeah, uh, but quickly, um, when did Giles get all the magics? Just um, asking. Giles can't perform magic. Since when? Or if it he's, has it just been so long that I just didn't realize? Like he's never remember. done anything. He's he's never done anything this powerful. Okay, that's probably but where yeah, I'm coming he, from. We we've seen some like low level magic from him and spells that he would do with Willow back in the early seasons. I guess he wasn't just retired and sipping tea in England, guys. Didn't we get, like, a line that he was, like, tracking some demon? Oh, because he didn't come back for... The wedding. The wedding, that's right. He was tracking some demon across, and he sent flowers. That's what it was. Yep. 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 So he's still been fighting a good fight while he's been gone. Oh, yeah. He just, you know, Buffy didn't need a watcher anymore. Um, yes, she did. But that's you're like none of this season would have happened if Giles was there. Mm-hmm. Well, not this second half, later half. Right. Anyway, yeah. So uh, Giles is back. Hooray! <laughs> so we get to have some more of that. Um. Do you want some indivi- individual international titles? <laughs> yeah, sure. And either of those. Um, I've got a crying cat in here now. Oh, well. It's okay. She's curled up with the other one. She's fine. She's not going to cry into the microphone, I think. Okay. Two remain. Two to go. All of the world's sorrow, part one. The Finnish didn't bother translating. Two seconds. We're going to need Google Translate. Because, yes, just the title, no translation. The Pain Inverse Circuit, part one. Whoa. <laughs> then there were only two. Two to go, two to eliminate, next target on the viewfinder. One is gone, only two remain. Two packets, the two, the, the, the remaining two, two to take away, two for the grave, first part. Okay, um... Why so many titles? Uh, they they tend to be more on finales and like really big popular episodes. I notice, so I guess more okay. people actually bother entering them. Gotcha. Okay. Did um, any of those particularly stick out? There are so many of them. Um, next target was kind of cool. Hmm. What would? I don't know what some of the other ones were. <laughs> Um, I like two for the grave. Okay, yeah, that's good too. That just sounds cool. That's that was the Spanish. Um, the next target was the Japanese. Ooh. Uh, the Germans. Uh, then there were, and then in brackets only, close brackets two. <laughs> okay, what's with the brackets, guys? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, <clears throat> your um. Rating for this episode. Oh my goodness. This episode was super duper good. I liked it a lot. Um, And I think that I am going to give this episode... I think it's got to be a 10. 
I have to agree with you. Okay. Yeah. Because just from front to back, it was great. And then Giles coming back, just yeah. a whole other level. Just awesome and a great cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. It's just so solid, well-written, well-performed. Um, your favorite moment? Oh, man. Well, I want to say Giles coming back at the very end. I don't think I can justify that because it's just two seconds of him standing there. Yes, you can. If that's your favorite moment, go with it. No, I actually liked Clem uh, talking about the chips more. Because mm. it was fair funnier. enough. <laughs> yeah. I love Clem. <laughs> um, mine was Giles coming back. I love a cliffhanger. It was just a powerful moment. It's a <gasps> gasp moment. I like um, chips. So there's me. I know you like chips. <laughs> you like food in general. I do. <laughs> it's true. So, your character shout out. Oh, man. Um,. I would like my shout-out to be in two parts this week. Okay. I would like to shout-out... Um, I would like to shout-out a character, and I would like to shout-out an actress. Okay. Or an actor. Yeah. Can you refer to female actresses as actors? Is that okay? Yes. Is that acceptable? Okay. So there's actually a whole feminist thing about that, yeah, and okay. how they should all just be called actors. Okay. One of my friends, when we, because we acted together in high school, would never uh, let anyone refer to her as an actress, always as an actor. So, yeah, I didn't know if there was a thing with it. Okay. Anyway, so I want to shout out first, uh, I would like to shout out Dawn, actually, because she had a purpose in this episode and it was like, I want to go find out whatever I can because Willow needs somebody else on this whole thing rather than just Buffy. Mm. And I think her taking Clem and trying to find Steven Tyler's lair was really brave of her. Mm. And she also was kind of, um, the way Willow treated her was not very nice. And she was probably traumatized by being talked to that way. And so I just want to give her a quick shout out. And I think that she has really come into her own. This season, and I'm glad that she's, I'm glad that she's there. Yeah, very good. But I would also like to shout out the, uh, Allison, who plays Willow. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, it, this is such a different Willow than we've ever seen. Yeah. Except for maybe Vampire Willow. But even then, but even Vampire then, Willow yeah. was kind of just like sadistic and playful. Yeah, this is sadistic, period, and mm. evil. So I would like to shout her out because this is such a different Willow and she played it very well. And I really appreciate mm. it. She really made me believe that Willow was evil. So <laughs> shout out to both y'all. Mine is going to Jonathan. Good one. He stood up for himself. Yes, he, he did. He did it. Like, completely and utterly and just went no more. He did the thing. Yep. So, next week is our finale. Oh, my goodness. And we have Grave. (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay, so when you were telling me international titles, you did say that a lot of them were, like, there was one that was 
two for the grave part one or something. Yeah. So I guess two for the grave part two would be this week. <laughs> um, okay. So Giles is back. So I yes. think we're, <laughs> you know, when I was like trying to predict the end of the season, I never for one second thought that Giles would ever come back. So <laughs> this pulls a whole different perspective into the whole thing. He and Willow are going to battle it out. And I think he's going to come out on top. And But I don't think we're going to figure out what we're going to do with Willow. I think we'll start next season with a recap of what's been happening since the last season and what we've decided to do with Willow and this, that, and the other. So so you think this final episode is just going to be a giant battle like an anime? Well, not like in anime, um, but but no, it's just gonna be it's gonna be Giles and Willow facing off. But there's also gonna be interspersed of her still going after Jonathan and Andrew, and Xander and Dawn trying to protect them. And we're probably also and what's gonna Buffy get gonna be doing Buffy, Buffy, uh, Buffy and Giles are gonna have a moment at some point. It's gonna be very touching and very quick because they kind of got other stuff to deal with. <laughs> nah, I mean, um, but, but, but what's Buffy going to do in the episode? Oh, I don't know. If Giles She's, is doing all the heroes, she hasn't been doing a lot in this episode. Is in that she got her butt kicked, every <laughs> square inch of it, actually. Um, I think she'll be there helping Giles out. I don't really know. I don't. Re- I got nothing for you. But yeah, so you're saying it's going to be the battle of the witch and the warlock. Maybe. Not that he's a warlock, but I guess yeah. So. Um, um, and also, uh, we're going to have Spike, you know, being told that he passed all of his tests and he is granted whatever it is that he wanted. But like I said, we're not going to find that out what that is until next season. So you think this season's just going to end on massive cliffhangers. We're not going to know what Spike's getting and we're not going to know what's happening to Willow. Hells yes, because they <laughs> have to have a lot of suspense for the final season. That's what they do in TV, Mel. Okay, okay. Um, actually, I've been watching Charmed, and the way they finished season three, like I knew what in general was going to happen because I watched later on when I was a bit older, but I never saw the first few seasons. But like just how they ended it, I'm like, oh, that's that's how they ended the season. Okay. Hmm. It was like this giant cliffhanger. Have you ever watched Charmed? No. Pretty good. I'm Is enjoying it? it. Okay. It, it ran about the same time as um, Buffy. It started in 1998. Oh, good. So, yeah, it was running around the same time as Buffy. Nice. But anyways, we're not here to talk about Charmed. Are you sure? Would you like to cross over to LA and see what uh, Angel and Sunny Boy have been up to? Oh, why not? So here we are in L.A. for Benediction. Here we are indeed. Um, we start in A.I. and Gru wants to assist with tracking down Angel and Connor because Angel's not back yet. Mm. And they're pretty sure that he figured out where Connor is, but they don't know what's going on. So they're all very concerned. Yep. Um, so... 
Angel does turn back up, limping around, because he got shots in the back. And he, they asked what happened. He goes, well, we talked. And I wanted to be like, and you got shot by the police. No, yeah. nothing? Okay. Um, but not they, important. Huh? Not important. Guess not. <laughs> um, they did ask about Connor, and he goes, it's not Connor. It's Steven. His name is Steven. And it looked like it took everything out of him to call him Steven. Oh, yeah, it would have. It's just, it's hard because, you know, that's his son. But he's, Angel does good in accepting the situation in this episode. Yeah, he does. Does do a very good job. And Fred goes into being more concerned for Connor being here in L.A. than him being in a hell dimension. It is kind of adorable. She was like, yeah, he was in a hell dimension, but he's in L.A. now. What is he going to do in L.A.? Yep. And um, Angel's like, oh, Connor's going to come back here as soon as he realizes what he needs. And Cordy's like, he needs his father. Well, he's with his father and they need a hotel room because Holtz isn't looking so good. Yeah, he did not age well. Nope, not at all. Um, that's what a hell dimension does. Yeah. Like, imagine how to raise a kid in a hell dimension. It's tough out there. Um, so we get the next morning and Connor doesn't understand what a vending machine is. And I'm not looking forward to Connor just not understanding how everything works. <laughs> but uh, he makes it work for him. Yeah, he gets a whole bunch of stuff out of the vending machine because that's, uh, you know, healthy for you. Mm. It's all good. Um. But he goes back to the room with Holtz, and he's like, got stuff. And Holtz is like, good for you. And we go through this whole thing, and Connor's like, I'm gonna, I'm going to switch between calling him Connor and Steven throughout this entire episode. <laughs> so just so everyone's clear, both of them refer to the same person. Um, he does say... Is that just because you're getting them mixed up? No. Like, the names mixed up, or...? No, I think it's because most of the time when... We're with AI. I always automatically think of him as Connor, but then Holtz calls him Steven. Yeah, so see, I think I that's... still call him Connor, and yeah. that's what he's still credited as, and that's what he is in everything. He's okay. Connor. Well, I might slip up. So but you do you. Yeah. You like rename every character anyway. Hey. Hey. <laughs> anyway, so Connor does say, I don't like this place. There's too many people. And I was like, I am with you. Yeah, Marissa was like, yeah, I, I, I get it. But I also haven't been around people a lot this week, so who knows? Yeah, Australia needs to get on to more self-isolation. I should be working from home at this point. Well, sucks to suck. Yep. Anyway, um, and Holt starts to ask him about, like, he goes, I knew you were going to come back here but you just kind of left. And he was like, I was going to come back after I killed him. And I'm sorry no, I, that I couldn't no. do that. They were talking about um, Quartoth. So yeah. Connor escaped the hell dimension without Holtz and then Holtz followed him through and he was saying, oh, I was going to come back to you after I did this. Yeah, that's what I but, said. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking about the hotel room. No. Or something. Okay. Maybe I didn't make Sorry. that clear, but they were talking. I said they were talking, and then yeah. I guess I didn't make it clear enough. So there you go, everybody. Sorry. Mel, Mel said it for you. Um, 
So I am a bit weirded out that Holtz has been such a good father to Connor. Mm. Because I just think of him as a bad dude. (laughs) Yeah. So so it's kind of weird that he's just like, God gave you to me so that I could protect you. I'm just like, oh. And he's just like, you need to go spend time with Angel so that you understand where he's coming from. But remember, Satan shows things in good colors or something. Shows bad things in a good light so you think that they're good. See, I have a lot of things about because he's he was a vampire hunter hunting down Angelus and Dala, who were friggin' evil. That's a good thing. Angelus and Dala then killed his family. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't, I'm not, like, I don't see him as really, like, an evil character. Like, he's obviously an antagonist because he's against our protagonist. But, yeah, so him being a good father, and there was there's a line somewhere in there where Connor says something about him not getting to be with his family. He's like, no, but I did get to raise you. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't like Holtz, so maybe that's where my whole yeah. thinking it's weird comes from. Fair enough. Um, so we go back to AI, and Fred sends a whole lot of sciencey stuff that she's like using this crystal to power this thing that's supposed to like show them like where traces of interdimensional energy are, so they mm-hmm. can like find out where this other thing that came through the dimension is. And science. Science. <laughs> Ta-da. And Host is like, because Fred sends a whole bunch of science stuff, and Host just goes, I know I do. Because <laughs> he was agreeing with whatever she said, because he has no idea what's going on. Yep. Um, so, Gru is still super skeptical. Super skeptical. Ha. <sighs> I can't see. Do, do you want me to say it? Ske- Skeptical. There you go. I don't know why that was so difficult for me I to have, say. I have that all the time where I just can't say certain words. Even though I know how to say them and I've said them a thousand times before. Yeah. I just can't say them at that time. Yeah. Well, Gru is super that word about the friendship between Cordelia and Angel because Cordy's like, I'm going to go talk to Angel and see if he's okay. Um. So she goes up and she like talks to him and she says a whole bunch of stuff and she's just like, so I guess I'll just go away now since you're not talking to me. And he goes, what if he doesn't come back? So that's what this is really all about. He's just terrified that he's never going to see Connor again. Which is justifiable. Mm -hmm. But at the same time that they're having their heart to heart, Gru and Host are having a heart to heart and I was Prepared for it to be the best thing ever, but then it turned out to not be. No, it's, um, yeah, it starts with talking about Connor, but there's all this subtext. Yeah, well, he's talking about he doesn't understand why all of a sudden Angel isn't doing anything when he did all this stuff to try to get Connor back in the beginning. He's just like, well, Host is like, well, things, things change, and people aren't always the same people they used to be, and... Just because someone hops a dimension or two doesn't mean things will work out. Yep. And Gru goes, uh-huh. And Host is like, you planned that, didn't you? <laughs> and he's just like, well, I'm going to go on a walk. So if, if my princess asks where I am, just 
Tell her I went for a walk. You know, if she asks. Yeah. And I was super scared that, co- that Gru was going to be gone forever. But he probably mm. is going to be, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, no, he came back he, later. <laughs> well, we're not sure how that's going to all work out for everybody either. Um, yeah, we'll get to that when we get to that. Yeah. Angel and Cordy are talking, and he's like, he hates me. And Cordy's like, Angel, he doesn't hate you. He doesn't even know you. He goes, don't you think he'll hate me more after he finds out about me? <laughs> Probably. That's just how teenagers are, though. Um, but they did say they did say something about how family will always come back. Mm-hmm. Okay. But do you know how depressing it is that Wesley is eating a TV, TV dinner by himself? I know. <sighs> These cuts they just keep doing back to Wesley, it's like, my heart. Yeah. It this hurts. is the first time I felt really terrible for Wesley because that TV dinner does not look appetizing. <laughs> yeah. So Wesley is eating his, his dinner and he gets a email that just tells him a time and an address. We don't see who it's mm-hmm. from the whole thing. Yep. So it'll be just fine. And then we're in the uh, in AI, and Fred is taking this thing that she made around and trying to find like the traces of this energy, and she follows it around, and Connor's there, and he's letting off a whole bunch of energy. They're like, "Oh hi, yep. how's it going?" He uh, Angel introduces him to everybody, and everybody's very excited, but they're gonna give them some time. To just see what's going on. I do remember if he, I do wonder if he remembers Lauren babysitting him. Probably not because he was super duper young. No, he was like newborn. Like they only had him for a couple of months oh, before he was kidnapped. Fooey. Do you remember being babysat when you were a couple of months old? I wasn't babysat as a couple of months old. <laughs> My parents. Do you were remember there. being a couple of months old? <laughs> no, not that I remember. I also have a terrible memory, so who knows? Anyway. Um, and at this point, I said, bet you Cordy hasn't asked about Gru once. Nobody even said anything that he wasn't yeah. there. So nobody was even like, oh, there's also the, this other guy that hangs out. His name is Gru, but he's not here right now. Nope, just nothing. Um, but Angel and Connor are super duper awkward around each other because they kind of don't know each other (laughs) but they do and it's weird yeah and so even though cordelia says that she's gonna hold all of angel's phone calls she gets a vision and it's in a club and so she's yelling because she thinks angel can't hear her and so there's this girl in this club and there's a whole bunch of vampires like trying to get at her. So they kind of got to go save her. And mm. Angel's like, Connor, this is kind of Steven. This is kind of my job. So I got to go do this. It could be dangerous. And there's a lot of killing and violence. Do you want to come with me? <laughs> this will be good. Bro- good bonding time. Yep. Super good. I'm I'm there for it. Mm-hmm. Club time. I'm actually there for it. Wood wood. So, as we are in the club, we see that Wes is up in the piece. So, this is where this pers- this mysterious person wanted to meet him. 
Do you know who that secret person was? I do. It's Justine. N- no. Oh, sorry, sorry, Wesley. Sorry. Wow, I said the no. weirdest blonde moment. Also, La- also Layla. Wrong. Layla, because Justine's down at the bar. Yep. You said all the wrong names. Justine, no. Wesley, oh. no. Wesley's there to meet Lila. Justine's there having a drink and is going to be assassinated by vampires. I guess we don't have to go through the rest of this uh, scene then. You just... No, I've covered it. <laughs> I, I didn't remember who she was at first. Uh, but then Lila's like, yeah, uh, don't you want to see the woman that slit your throat get killed by vampires? Oh, that's yep. what we're doing here. Got it. And Wesley mm-hmm. goes, you really don't know the first thing about me, do you? And Lila's like, I kind of do. I know you're going to go down there and um, warn her that this is going to happen. But you don't have to, because we're going to send a message and get her out of here and it's going to be all fine. Sure. Um, she said to prove that we're still friends. Yeah, we're never friends. I was like, they were friends to begin with? Question mark? Yeah. <laughs> Seems un- like unlikely. <laughs> um, but we have Angel straight killing the game because he beat up a whole bunch of vampires and dusted them as they had attacked Justine. And Connor like jumps to try to go and save her because she's behind the bar at this point being attacked by a vampire. And the look on Angel's face when he stopped to compliment Connor on his jump was super adorable. <laughs> I know. I love. I love this scene and the following scene when they're in their alley bonding. Oh yes. Like I just. Um. But something is said. Lila says something, and Wesley goes. He moves like his father. Mm. It's like, did, did Wesley know? Because I can't remember. Wesley figured out who it was straight away somehow. Okay, so he didn't know that Connor was back. I don't know how he would know. Okay, I just didn't know. I didn't know if it came up, because I guess not. Last episode, it was... Okay. No, we didn't get... We we only got Lila last episode with Wesley. Mm. And, yeah, and Lila doesn't know who he is, obviously, so, yeah. But, yeah, Wesley, that's some Sherlock Holmes deducing right there. Uh, Well, when you see a random teenager that kind of has the same look as your ex-best friend slash boss it's probably (laughs) his kid that got taken to a hell dimension Mm. that's pretty it's pretty uh par for the course i think yeah and wes is also really good (laughs) at that stuff so yeah um but they uh they dust all the vamps inside one of them like escapes to go outside justine's all safe and they tell her to run and Connor goes outside and he's like looking around and he turns around and goes to stake Angel, quote unquote, by accident. <laughs> um, and then Angel just takes his arm, and like throws it behind him to dust a vamp that's there. So that was a nice double team right there. Yeah. Yep. And he goes, it's good to know that you handle yourself in a fight. And then they start like boxing. Kind of sparring, yeah. but not really. And it's so cute. I really like that um, scene in the alley with them. Yeah. And he also does like to know that um, Connor can smile. 
Mm. He goes, that's good, too. <laughs> it was cute. Yeah. But who should be lurking in the uh, darkness but Holtz, watching them, yeah. watching them go at it. So, yeah. Um, we go back to AI, and Angel is just gushing about how good Connor is. Mm. And he goes, it's like it's in his blood. And Cordy goes, you don't say. <laughs> but she apparently can go back into her visions and watch them farther. Yeah, so she was, that's a cool new feature. Yeah, so she was able to watch the whole thing. Mm. And it was kind of cute that she was gushing all over having being able to watch more of her visions. <laughs> yep. Um, um, yeah. I was just going to say, yeah, I, I like it. And she's getting so much more powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Holtz. Uh, Connor comes back to the apartment or hotel room. And mm. basically Holtz is like, I know that you get along with Angel. I get it. And he's your fa- He's your biological father. And it's time for me to give you back. Well, no, 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 because first Connor's like, oh, Angel tried to fool me, but I've seen his true face, yada, 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 and then Holtz is like, and I've seen yours. Yeah. He's like, I know you actually like being around him. Mm. Yeah. And that's okay, because he's your dad. Yeah. But yeah, he's like, and it's time for me to give you back, because I yeah, was able to, you know, save you from him before, but now it's time for you to be who you truly are. Yeah, because he's like, I don't know if you're a demon or not. I don't know what you are, and you need to go find out. Yeah, because he said, like, um, he says something about Angel. Because uh, Connor says something about Angel being a demon. He goes, and he had you with another demon. He goes, so I'm a demon. And he's like, no, no, you're not. <laughs> it's very we complicated. Don't really know. We don't know what's yeah. going on. Um, you got a heartbeat and stuff. It's a whole thing. You got a soul in there somewhere. We don't know what's going on. Um, but we do have Fred and Gunn being in the right place at the right time. Because Connor, like, runs out because he's super upset. Mm. Um, and they are able to see that Holtz is there. So they figure out, hey, Holtz is the other thing that came through that dimension. Yep, because, yeah, first Fred's like, we've been tracking Connor, so there's nothing to worry about. And they see Holtz and are like, ah. Uh. She did say, it looks like we've been picking up Angel's son's emissions all day. And Gunn was like, uh, no, how about we don't say it like that ever again? <laughs> but yeah. Yep. Right, right place, right time for them to see Holtz and figure out the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So Connor shows back up at AI and Host is downstairs getting a drink. And he's like, hey there, kiddo. See, here to see your pops. Let me show you where he is. And he goes, I'm not going anywhere with you, demon. Dun, dun, dun. That's so rude. <sighs> he is so mean to host, and host doesn't take any of it. Mm. He's like, he's like, I was changing your diapers a few weeks ago. I see here, you little punk. It's basically what happened. <laughs> um, yep. And then Cordy comes down. She goes, is everything okay? And Lauren's like, no, he's being a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> And yep, and then Connor tries to attack Lorne, and no, sorry, he doesn't. 
Cordy sits him down and he tries to attack Cordy when she reveals she's part demon. Yeah, she's like... And, like, demons aren't always evil. Right. She's like, yeah, I'm part demon and I do it to help people. Blah, blah, blah. And he pulls out a knife and, like, goes to, like, stab her. And I'm like, I can't handle it. And then it cuts to a commercial, so I was super mad. <laughs> I love how you get commercials. Well, I'm on a the uh, cheap Hulu. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, so it goes, uh, it comes back from commercial <laughs> and Cordelia had like grabbed his wrist and she starts glowing and so does he yeah. and like his knife dissolves and she's like, yeah. you don't have to do this. You don't have to do any of this. It's going to be okay. I don't get the glowing. Yeah, she using her powers. Does she know she that glows she when is she is though? Really? Um. Well, it's not explained whether or not she knows, but she seems to have some idea. Yeah. Well, Miss Demon Britches apparently has the power to like cleanse someone's soul because they said that Connor's soul was all like murky because of the hell dimension that he was in. But now mm. he's probably all squeaky clean because he did start crying on Cordy's shoulder. Yeah. I do like demony britches, by the way. Shout out to yeah. Lauren for coming up with all the best names. <laughs> um, so she's she has like a real fast detox of souls going on there. Mm. Who knows? We really don't get it. Um, but Angel's like, okay, like I understand. I'm going to go talk to him and see how everything's going. He goes, how are you doing? He goes, I tried to kill your friend. He goes, yeah, well, she's used to it. <laughs> and Connor's like, I should probably go. And he's like, actually, no, you should stay because your home is here. And this is where you're supposed to be, son. No. I really wish you'd stop calling me that. <laughs> Ouch. Um, but this is the first scene that I've s really saw how much they look alike. Because they're sitting right yeah. next to each other. They cast him pretty well. Yeah, I think so. He's got this. He's got a little bit of a longer nose. But the chin is very mm -hmm. similar and the eyes are really similar. Yeah. Which are the important parts of the face. <laughs> anyway, so... Um, Fred and Gunn walk in with the we have news faces on. Yep. Because they can't, they wouldn't be able to play poker either. Um, but as they're going to be telling Angel about Holtz, Justine shows up at Holtz's place because she's super in love with him still. Yeah, well, it's only been a few weeks. Yeah, I guess he did mention that when he saw the newspaper that Connor brought into the room earlier that day. He was like, days. Yeah. We've only been gone days. Yep. So that sucks. Um, but yeah, Justine shows up because she's super still in love with him. Um, Gunn and Fred are going to be taking Connor to the beach while Angel goes to Holtz's and kills him. Yeah, that's that's a nice plan you got there, Angel, and Cordy ain't about it. Cordy's like, we need to do the thing we do, where I tell you not to do it, and you tell me you have to, and me explain why you shouldn't do it. <laughs> and she's like, 
He stole Connor's childhood. Kill him, but do not lie to your son about it. Yep. Because she's not wrong. Because he said he wasn't going to tell. He wasn't going to tell Connor anything. Mm, naughty. But um, yeah. So he he goes to do that. Uh, Justine is still up in the piece. I don't like her. Yeah. Still don't like her. Mm. And Holtz um starts telling her how he learned to love Connor mm-hmm. and how love's more powerful than his his love for Connor is more powerful than his hatred for Angel. Yeah. Um but he has one thing for her to do and then he'll be done with his vengeance. And also I don't think I ever noticed that he still wears his wedding ring. Mm. Mm. Love. Love that never dies. Anyway. Cool thing. Um well his wife did. <laughs> Ouch. Um, but we have Connor and Fred and Gunn at the beach, and they're just staring at the dark ocean. And uh, mm. Connor says, my father taught me about oceans. He never said they were so... Fred goes, big? He goes, empty. <laughs> That's sad. But Fred's like, well, there is a whole bunch of stuff in there. It's just all under the water, so you can't see it. But it's like a whole other world down there. It's kind of like being in another dimension. (laughs) And she says that she was lost once like him. He goes, I was never lost. I knew exactly where I was, and my father was there with me. Okay. Not exactly what we were going for, but okay. Um, Yep. So he walks down to the water's edge. And, and, and Fred, Fred and Gunn decide to have a very inappropriate conversation. Fred and Gunn in can't be quiet for once. Yep. They're just talking all willy-nilly about all this stuff and how Angel knows that Holtz is there and he's going to go kill Holtz and then Connor turns around and they're like, Gunn's like, oh, hell no. He could hear us. <laughs> he's got that vampire yeah. hearing. Of all the things for him to have gotten... Yep, and then he starts running because vampires are good at cardio. <laughs> and apparently their offspring are too. Um, so we are back at AI and Cordy is going to leave and then there's a shadowy figure in the doorway and she's like, Angel, I'm so glad you didn't do the thing that I asked you not to do because I totally thought you were going to do it anyway. And then the face comes into light and it's Gru. Dun, and we're dun, about dun. to have all of this out. Yeah, his face. He's just his soft, gentle face. He's so disappointed. He's not even mad, mm-hmm. just disappointed. So we yep. have Holtz in the hotel room writing a letter, we assume to Connor, which we find out later. Yes, it's to Connor. Mm. And he just goes, I don't recall... Do you require an invitation for a place like this? And it pans back an angel standing in the doorway. And he's like, nah, I can just come in. <laughs> so he pins him up against the uh, wall and goes, you took my son from me. And he said, I kept your son alive. You murdered mine. Yep. And angel's just like, I feel bad. For yeah, what for, whatever li- for whatever little it might mean. He does say he's sorry. Yeah. And but Holtz- he also tells Holtz that taking Connor was not justice, it was vengeance. 
Well, the thing was, right before they talk about that specifically, he says... Holt acts like he's surprised that Angel feels remorse. Does he not get the whole uh, Angel has a soul thing? I think he understands it on a level, but at the same time, like... He doesn't know how far hard it goes. For him. Yeah, because of all Angel did. But the thing is, he goes, um, he he's lost his taste for vengeance and he's going to give Connor back to Angel now. Yeah. And stuff, so. It was kind of weird for Angel to be apologizing to Holtz, but I also think that Angel hasn't gotten the opportunity to apologize to many people. Hmm. Because. Well, yeah, because they're all dead. Exactly. Well, even their family, like, like, it was so long after the fact. Yeah, I was going to say, even if you didn't kill them, their families, like, are dead. Um. Yeah. Anyway. But Holtz is like, so, okay. So giving Connor back to Angel, he said something about every time he calls you dad, I hope you'll know something about the fact that he never got to hear his son call him that like Holtz never got to hear his own son call him that. So is giving Connor back to Angel like major revenge? Cause I don't actually know what he's going for here. Mm. Well, he, he says he's lost his taste for it. So he's giving him back. Liar. He's a liar. Hmm. Because I got questions at the end of this episode. We're almost there, but I have a question at the very, very end. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So he's just like, okay, well, I'm going to... He goes, this letter is for Connor. You're going to read it, probably. So go ahead and do that, but give it to him. He won't accept it at first. He'll try to find me, but he never will. Hmm. So Angel leaves. And he is reading this letter that Holtz has written to Stephen slash Connor. And throughout the reading of this letter, I didn't write down any of it. So if there's anything specifically Uh, you need to read, go for it. Yeah, I'm trying to get the script up so I can actually um, read it. Because I really like it because it's all intercut with um, Connor running through the city, trying to get to... um, Holtz in time. Yeah, because he's scared that Angel is going to kill him. Yeah. Um, so it says that he, you be more to me than anything in this world or any other, but it, your best interest must come first, which is why by the time you receive this, I'll be gone. Mm-hmm. And he requests um, forgiveness for an old man's weakness, which compels him to say these things in a letter. Um, but to attempt a goodbye in your presence would be impossible for me. I fear I would never let you go, and I must let you go. I know that if I di- if I didn't, you would only end up hating me, and that I could never bear. Yeah, so he reads this letter, and at some point towards the end, Holt's call, or Angel reads it, and it says at the end, you'll become who you need to be or something like that. Mm. And Angel says, Connor. And before that, Holt is having Justine kill him. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. 
He goes, this is the last thing I need you to do. And you said you would do anything for me. It's fucked up, but I guess guess that's true. She did say she would do anything for him. So. Um, And after Angel says Connor, he whispers Stephen as he's dying. Mm -hmm. And Connor does find them, Justine and Holtz. Justine is like, you know, combing Holtz's hair back. And he leans down next to him and looks at his neck and there are two puncture wounds. And he just says, and jealous. And it cuts to black. Yep. So he wanted to make it look like Angel killed him? I don't know, did he? Or did Justine do this for funsies? I don't know, did she? I don't know. So I'm asking you. So you can't tell me. I'm not telling you anything. So yeah, so uh, Holtz is dead. Hurrah. Uh, Justine's still alive. <laughs> Boo. Connor's alive. Okay. And Gru's <laughs> probably gone forever. So boo to that. So, um, <laughs> yeah. That's it. <laughs> How are you feeling? Confused. <laughs> Would you like some international titles? Sure, why not? Benediction and Father and Son. Who had Father and Son? Uh, the Germans. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I can tell you're very confused. Got a lot going on, so I'm going to be eager to hear your prediction when we get to that. Uh, what did you rate this episode? Um, it was a pretty good episode. There were some lighthearted parts. There were some not lighthearted parts. There was, you know, Holtz dying, so that's always a good time. Um, I gave it a nine and a half. Yeah. 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 That, yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah, I was trying to figure out like nine and a half or ten, nine and a half or ten. But I might sit with you and go nine and a half. Okay, yeah, it just wasn't quite there, and we did have a a 10 Buffy episode, so I probably had high expectations. But nothing can top uh, Giles coming back, so. Yeah, that was epic. Yes. Um, your favorite moment? Um... I think I'm going to have to go with, well, you did mention this being one of the best scenes when they're in the alley and they're kind of like mm. sparring with each other and they're kind of getting along. Yeah, it's just so cute. It is cute. It's so cute. Um, mine would have to be Cordelia, a white light with the, like, no idea what it is, but oh, it was cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and your character shout out. Oh, man. This week, my character shout-out. Okay, I feel really bad for Gru. Mm -hmm. Because, like, his girlfriend kind of doesn't care that he's around. Um, And he kind of had to come to that conclusion and be like, if she asks about me, tell her where I am, but she's probably not going to. And I wasted my time coming all these dimensions to be with her, and she doesn't exactly want me the way she thinks she does so grew for coming to that realization and i think he's going to be 
able and willing to walk away because he knows that Cordelia won't do it herself. Yeah. Mine is actually, and you're probably going to like jump through the screen, jump on a plane, whatever to come and stab me. I'm going to give it to Holtz. Oh, I thought you were going to give it to Justine. No. Okay. No. No, it's okay. I understand Holtz. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's all very weird and conflicted, but he raised that kid and looked after him for 16 years in a hell dimension. True. If nothing else. And there's clearly a loving relationship between them. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Uh, Next week, the episode is called Tomorrow, and it's our finale. Oh, my goodness. Who even knows? Um, So, tomorrow... Okay, so we have Gru probably leaving because he's like, hey, Cordelia, you don't actually love me as much as you think you do, so peace out. I'm probably going to go back to this other dimension. And... Hmm. So we have... Okay, so we have Gru leaving. Cordelia is going to be kind of devastated, but kind of also like, yeah, you're probably right. I actually do love Angel more than I love pretty much everybody else. Um... Maybe Connor's going to be trying to you know, seek revenge because he's pretty sure that Angel killed Holtz. Um, so he's going to come looking for Angel. And... Mm-hmm. Hmm. He's going to come looking for Angel. <sighs> okay, so how does Gru get... So is hmm. If Gru is trying to go back to his dimension, it's not the same dimension as where Connor was, right? No, 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 no. no. Okay. Okay. Gru's dimension is so, um the one that Lawn's from. Right. Okay. That was the one we visited at the end of season two for a bit. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It I wasn't remember. it wasn't a hell dimension. Well, it was hell for uh Fred. And host. Right. Both true. Anyway, so mm-hmm. Connor's going to try to um, take vengeance because that's what this all this whole thing is about. Take vengeance on Angel mm-hmm. for killing his father. Um, uh, we're probably since Gru's gonna be like, "Hey, Cordelia, maybe you should be with Angel." Maybe Cordelia will probably be like, "Hey, Angel, I'm actually kind of in love with you, so let's see if we can make this work." <laughs> But then at the end, Connor's going to engage in combat with Angel, and I think we'll leave on a cliffhanger of sorts with, like, we know they're fighting, but we don't know how the fight ends, I guess. Mm. I don't got anything. That's all (laughs) I got. Oh, and Fred and and Gunn are going to be super cute, and Host is going to be Host. So. Hosting going to be Host. Oh, what about Wesley? Oh, about I really Wesley? hope Wesley doesn't give in to Wolfram and Hart and actually joins them, but I think that might be what happens. Dun dun dun. Oh, I would so hate you it. think Wes you think Wes will be a villain come the next season? Oh, he's practically a villain now. He's all grungy. Well, right now he just sits at home. Exactly. He's grungy. Isn't that what villains do? Be grungy? They don't wash <laughs> themselves very regularly. 
Ew, do you think he smells? Do you think he's not probably, probably showering? Probably not showering that much. What does he have to live for? <laughs> well, I guess we'll find out next week. Oh, man. Or maybe not. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, so, people, in the meantime, you should contact us. Our email address is mmpodcastnetwork at gmail.com. We have a website, mmpodcastnetwork.com. We are on the Facebooks at MM Podcast Network and Twitter at MMP Network. If you would like to tweet me personally, I'm at Mel Bickett. Marissa, where can people find you? People want to send me messages to save me from my self-isolation boredom. Uh, they should do so on Twitter and Instagram at rissaru 312 They should rate and review us on iTunes and... I might be watching these next two episodes like in a couple of days because I don't have anything else to do, guys. Kind of stuck in my house in the great state of the OHIO. But until next time we talk to you, we will slay you later.